For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in hour number two of the program here on Monday. In the next hour, we'll be joined by Jack Spillane as we turn on the light. We do it each and every Monday here on the program. Until then, it's all about you, 508-996-0500, or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. And if you haven't already downloaded the app, I can't tell you how many great things there are. Well, I guess I can tell you how many great things there are, because I know them all inside out, because I have the WBSM app. But you can stream us live, you can listen to our podcasts People were asking me all last week. They wanted to hear the interview that I did with Alia Cusolito and Bella Doyle, the two old Rochester students who came on to discuss some of the issues that have been brought up as going on at old Rochester high school. And in their eyes kind of set the record straight on how some of the things have been portrayed. And you can hear that interview by going to the WBSM app. It's the hour one of last Thursday. And you can hear it in its entirety. You can hear our conversation afterward. You can hear on the last hour of Phil's program from Friday, you can hear Joe Pyre's response. It's all there for you. And we do that with all of our programs because we know sometimes you can't be listening when we're talking about the issues at hand. So we want to make it so that you can hear it whenever it works for you. You can also get breaking news alerts. You can get live weather. You can get live traffic. You can get special contests. You can send us messages here with App Chat right in the studio. You can send us audio. You can send us video. You can record a call, essentially. You can't call us when we're on the air, but you have something you want to say. You can record a message, send it to us like a voicemail, and we can play it on the air. All of that can be done through the WBSM app. It's brought to us by our friends at South Coast Towing, and all you have to do to get it is go to your app store. Whether it be, you know, if you use an Android phone, it's Google Play. Or if a Google phone, you use Google Play. If it's a Apple phone, you use the App Store. And if you have something else beyond those two operating devices, uh, those three operating systems, I have no idea what you're using because uh, that, that goes beyond me. But you can just go to WBSM.com, click on the Listen tab, and there's a tab there to get the app and have it sent directly to your phone. So I can't think of, I don't think there's any other operating systems, but there could be, and I just don't know. Maybe you've got one of those jitterbug phones. Remember those? 
Those were the phones that were like they were they were pushing those phones for the elderly that they had big buttons and a it was a flip phone, but the buttons were so big you could easily dial nine one one if you needed to and all that stuff. And it was just phones, no no texting, no voicemails, none of that kind of stuff. It was just to make a phone call. I think we've moved beyond that now. I think people want to have a few more options than just that. And one of those options can be the WBSM app. So I was talking in the last hour about the issues with the city council and the administration. It seems like anything that Mayor Mitchell does is going to be, and and it should be, there should certainly be the checks and balances. There should be the scrutiny on both sides. But I also wonder if there isn't going to be a bit of obstructionism. If there isn't going to be a bit of one side trying to wield its power over the other. And I think that could be a dangerous thing heading into an election year. Well, actually, we're in an election year, but heading into an election season. There are... There will be a new counselor in just a couple of weeks. One week from tomorrow will be the special election in Ward 3. Either Sean Oliver or Carmen Amaral will join the city council. And they will be the new Ward 3 counselor at a time when there is a lot going on in Ward 3. And at a time when there's going to be a lot of focus put on whoever that counselor is. And at the same time, that counselor basically has a couple of weeks, you know, maybe maybe a month or two before they've got to start thinking about running for re-election again. Because that seat is up in the, in the fall. So it'll be a whirlwind time for whoever comes into that. And they're stepping into what I think can probably be described as a dysfunctional relationship between the administration and the city council, in some cases within the city council. Now, one thing Jack and I are going to disagree on when he comes in is, and I was saying this out loud as I was reading his article. That I would, I would expect if a group of city councilors who, for the most part, are veteran councilors, and really you could even say that Shane Burgo and Ryan Pereira at this point are veteran councilors. They've been there long enough to understand how it works. In a few weeks, you'll have a freshman counselor, but enough people around them that know how it works I honestly believe that the council can get together. You could have all 11 members when there are 11. You could have all 11 members and when one of them shows up at a restaurant and they could all sit there and I firmly believe that they could have a a two-hour dinner and not mention a bit of city business the entire time. I don't think that Jack Spillane believes that. I think as he put in his article, if I remember correctly, that you know, there's there's the temptation is there to bring it up when you're all together. And if not by them, by somebody else. Now, Council President Morad said on the program Friday 
that if not her, one of the other counselors would nip that in the bud. That if somebody started to bring it up, they would say, hey, well, look, 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 can't discuss that now. If a citizen came up to them, they would say, this is not the appropriate time to discuss that. Here's how you can reach out to us for the for the appropriate time to do that. And I, I honestly believe it would go that way. You can't give up your rights as a person. And you can't be expected to give up your freedom as a person because you serve in a public position. Now, I heard on Barry's show when I was coming back from Fall River, uh, there was someone from the Dartmouth Select Board, I believe, who said, you know, we we don't even take the chance. We don't even show up to the same things. We don't even take the chance. And I understand that. And, and, and I understand that that is, that discretion is a good move. But I also don't think that it has to be that way. I don't suspect that if I see the entire school committee at a school event, I don't assume they're talking school committee business while they're there. You know, we would have uh, different events that we would have when I was you know, in the AV club in high school. We had to record all of the different things that went on and you'd be setting up everything. And yeah, there would be like the reserved two rows for the school committee and all the other folks and the selectmen and anybody else that would be coming to these things. And I, you, know, you wouldn't think that that's the time that they're going to be discussing business, right? That's a social event. So how is that any different than them going out to have dinner? If I go out to lunch with some of my coworkers, we try not to talk about work. You know, unless we have to talk about work because that's why we went out to lunch. So we could have like a lunch meeting. That's a different story. But for the most part, if you're like, hey, let's just go grab some lunch and, and have, have a break for an hour. You're not talking about work. You're not talking about business. And I believe that the council can do that once a month. I don't know why that's a hard thing to swallow. You're in public. As, as, uh, as Council President Morad pointed out, there are people all around that can be recording them. Now, she was, she was off on one thing. You can't record somebody's audio in Massachusetts without their consent. Even if you're sitting in a restaurant. So they nobody could record them. I mean, I guess you could if you were if you were trying to prove the point you were willing to get possibly sued over it. But certainly everybody pulls out their camera phones if they see something going on, right? If they see something inappropriate, somebody's going to pull out their camera phone and have video proof they can send to New Bedford Light or WBSM or the Standard Times or anybody and say, look, I got video of them talking city business. So why would they take that chance? And also, is it so hard to believe that people want to get together and talk about things other than the one thing they always get together to talk about? I, I believe it. I believe I take them at face value that that's what's going on. But I also know how it looks to people, too. So I see both sides of it, but I also think we're making a bigger deal out of it than we need to. And also, if you're that worried about what it is they're doing, and you're that worried about it being uh, an issue going forward, catch them in the act. Show up when they're doing it. 
Uh, Council President Morad suggested that um, that Jack Spillane sent a reporter to sit at the bar while they were at the restaurant. I don't know if I believe that uh, on the idea that I don't think that Jack Spillane's the one that assigns the person. I think if there was somebody there, it was probably not Jack that sent them there. But we'll ask him when he comes in. I just don't think that he's an assigning editor over there. As a, as a columnist, I think he just does his thing, and then you know the editors decide who else is going to do what they're going to do. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hi. I didn't get to listen to your news, but there was a call on, on the radio about a, a recall on Frappuccino. On, on what? I'm sorry? Frappuccino. Oh, the, the Frappuccino yeah. Starbucks drink? Uh, uh, and I didn't get the dates and what flavor. So, and that was on the, the, pre, the ones you buy in the store? Yes. Are you a Frappuccino fan? Oh, I sure am. I like the mocha. Have you gone down to the new Starbucks in New Bedford and had one fresh? No, I haven't. Okay, let me see here. I'm uh, I'm looking it up as uh, as we speak. So let's see what I can find. So the frappuccinos that are being recalled are vanilla frappuccino bottles uh, because they might have glass in them. So they're the 13.7 ounce vanilla frappuccino with uh -huh. UPC number zero twelve zero 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 twelve zero 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 dash eight one three dash Eight one three. Three one three. Three one three. Those are the ones that are being recalled. Let me give you the expiration dates on them too, just so you can be sure. March eighth. March eighth. May twenty ninth. May twenty ninth. June fourth. Uh, June fourth. And June tenth. And June tenth. Okay, the the ones I have are July seventeenth of twenty three. So you should be okay. And they're yeah. they're vanilla? Yeah. They should be okay. And it's the mocha flavor, which is delicious. Oh, well, yeah. No, it's, this is only the vanilla flavor, so you should be okay. Nothing wrong. But you know, okay. you know what? It might not be a bad idea just to be sure uh, before you drink it, you know, run it through a strainer. Run it through a colander into a glass. That might sure. be a better idea. Sure. Okay. Thank All right. you so much. Enjoy your Thank frappuccinos. You. Take care. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. 508-996-0500. I do like those as well. Um, I, I don't really go to Starbucks enough to like know the different drinks that they have in the restaurant, but, uh, in, in the coffee shop itself. But I know, I know a Frappuccino is something you can definitely get in there. Uh, I know that, um, I want to say the first time I went, that's what I got because that's just what you hear all the time. You hear people talk about it. It's, and it's not that I don't like Starbucks. I know everybody complains, oh, yeah, I don't want to pay $8 for a coffee. I mean, you kind of do anywhere, no matter where you go. But I didn't go because it wasn't convenient. I, if I was shopping in in, uh, in Target and Wareham and I was at a point in the day where I could have a coffee, I would go over there and get something. Uh, there was a brief period where I would actually get them before I came to work. So I would leave the house uh, when I when I... Got the position as digital managing editor, and I didn't have to be here at noontime, and I was coming in at, you know, 9 or 10 in the morning, because I was still working late. I would stop over there and get one, just because I'm not a big Dunkin' guy. I, I don't mind it, but I don't love it either. 
And so I would stop in there. But I, I didn't do it for a long time. Uh, but now knowing that I could just shoot up over to the one on off Cogsall Street and grab something and come over here with it, maybe I will. But I don't drink coffee before I come on the air because it'll just make me very, you know, gassy. Give me heartburn. And I don't want to get through the show that way. I drink tea during the show, and then I might have a cup of coffee after. But those of you who love it, those of you who love Starbucks especially, now you've got one in New Bedford in addition to the one in Dartmouth and the one in Wareham. So you can get your Starbucks and start your day with it. Me, I like to start my day by uh, injecting monkey DNA into my body. That's how I get my energy. No, I'm just kidding. I get my energy because uh, I expend all the energy I have for the day, at least three hours, and then the rest of the day I mope around. That's how I get through it. 508-996-0500. We'll take a break and be right back. No, here W... I mean, it's just an amazing song, and it's something that you can't hear and not sing along and, and dance to, and that's coming from me, the guy that doesn't sing along and dance to things. Uh, you probably know that song as being the the intro music to the Jessica Machado show on Saturdays here at WBSM, and uh, Je Jess picked that song because she says that that's what she's all about is freedom, and I argue back, well, you're only really about freedom for the things you agree with, but hey, it makes for a great intro song anyway, right? Uh, she knows I kid her. So that and and I think that uh, if George Michael being nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will get more people talking about the importance of his of his contributions. But anyway, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Speaking of music, today is the twentieth anniversary of the Station Nightclub Fire. It was on this date in two thousand three that one hundred people one hundred people were killed in that tragic fire, uh, and two hundred and thirty people were injured. And it was, uh, again, the band was Great White. They came out, and in the opening song, you know, as part of the the beginning of their performance, they have these things called flash pots. And they were basically these little, um, these little small explosions that would kind of pop off and give a little bit of a, a pyrotechnic a, a effect. And it's something that, that, you know, they had been using for... A long time and, and, and other bands had been using for a long time. But in this particular place, it was not built to withstand that. There were fire hazards all around in, in, in the nightclub. And, and, and this was something that was a long, drawn-out process of investigation, of lawsuits, um, of trials. But in the end, it was a great tragedy and... Today on the 20th anniversary, we observe that. If you know someone who perished in the station nightclub fire and you want to call in and share their story, if you were there and you want to call in and share your story, 508-996-0500.
to me, it's going to be one of those anniversaries that I don't think really fade over time. You know, here we are talking about it 20 years later, and I don't think that it's any easier for the folks who lost someone in that fire or the folks who were part of it. And there'll be a time when it just becomes, you know, a morality lesson uh, or, or a, you know, a fire safety lesson. It'll be in fire prevention textbooks. You know, they'll say, it'll be Coconut Grove. It'll be the station. People will talk about it in that same, that same breath, that same idea of here are worst case scenarios. But there are people today who are still dealing with that being not a worst case scenario, but the worst day of their lives. So I do think it's important to recognize that when we did our first Spooky South Coast, our first anniversary show uh, in 2007, it would have been because we came on in 06. And so in 07, we threw ourselves a, a party at Knuckleheads. And we raised money for the Station Nightclub Fire Victims Fund. So this was 2007. So this is four years after the fact and they were i think it was not long after that they put together the benefit concert uh for those who don't know Roger over at Purchase Street Records was the driving force behind that and he used all of his connections he knows everybody in the music business and he was able to to pull in a lot of great acts to come and and pay tribute to the victims but we wanted to do something and we we wanted to raise money for a charity as part of this this anniversary party we're throwing ourselves so we raised i don't i forget what we gave for a, a donation it was 200 300 500 i forget how much it was i do remember because not a lot of people came to the party we'd only been on the air for a year nobody really knew us but i think we had all decided that whatever the amount of money that we raised was just a little bit too low and so we put in some of our own money to kind of boost up the number of what we were donating. And then we contacted them and we presented them with the check and everything. And we were told then it's like, there, there's not a lot of donations that still roll in. And that was only four years after. And it's just, it's, it's sad the way that this to some people, it was on the news one night. Maybe it was on the news during the trial. Maybe it was on the news when, uh, you know, the band was being jerks about everything that happened. And again, you know, they lost a band member too, but the way they handled it was not the best. And then it kind of faded back into, you know, back into the history of the area as opposed to being something that was actively on people's minds. And so at least every year on, on the date, we will still acknowledge it here. Because as I said, you know, I have friends that were there. Thankfully, most of my friends survived. I do know somebody who passed away. We weren't super close. But it, it was a good person that, that, that didn't need to die in a senseless tragedy. As was the other 99 people who died that night. 508-996-0500 if you want to chime in on that or whatever else is on your mind. When we talk to 
when we talk to um, Jack Spillane later, too, we can also get his take. He had a chat last week with the two candidates for the War 3 city council seat. I watched some of it, but I, I didn't get to watch all of it. Uh, but he was talking with Sean Oliver and Carmen Amaral, and we can get his take on where he thinks things stand essentially a week out from that election. One week from tomorrow, Ward 3 will go to the polls and pick the person that will help decide the future of that ward and will be part of a number of important things happening with the city council, including Mayor Mitchell's plan to renominate Carol Pimentel to the Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech School Board. Both candidates, uh, both candidates told Marcus that they would vote for vote for her nomination. They would they would vote to approve her nomination, and they both told Jack on the chat that they would do so as well. So I think that as long as Councillor Baptiste is there, because as as the mayor said, uh, he believes that Councillor Baptiste is a yes vote for Carol Pimentel. Then when she comes back before in the nomination, I know right now they just they, they voted to push it through for no further action. But he said when that process is done, he's going to renominate her again. And when that happens, the votes will be there. Unless somebody else changes their votes, the vote should be there. 508 you can also hit us up on App Chat using the WBSM app. I also got a few uh, messages from people uh, over the last couple of days, and I'm sorry if I wasn't like being really responsive, but I really threw myself off by doing that overnight investigation at the Conjuring House. I'm still planning on doing another one, I think next month. But the um, <laughs> I just kept getting messages, and I was like, I want to respond, but I also don't want to get into a conversation because I, I can't promise I'm going to stay awake for it. I got home at like 10 in the morning, sat down. I was like, oh, I don't feel tired at all. I'm going to watch some TV here. And then uh, 10 seconds in, just was out. Got up at like noon. Said, I think I'm going to go lay down for a little while. Got up at 6.30. <laughs> I'm going to go watch TV. Oh, I'm going to go lay down. And it just kept going back and forth like that. So I apologize for not being more responsive. But uh, I got a couple messages from people who had said that they had. Uh, they, one person said they had had a Franchisina. Another person said they tried to make a Franchisina. And I give them credit for trying to make it. Because, uh, you know, apparently the sauce makes all the difference. And getting the sauce right is what matters. But. The person was like, I don't know if I made it right. And I'm like, well, I don't know either because I didn't taste it. And you don't know because you didn't go and have it in the restaurant to see see if it's the same. But it's funny. It's it's funny how much for a sandwich that is so popular in the northern part of Portugal, it's something that is apparently news to a lot of folks around here. And I think, you know, of course, that comes from where the people who are here have immigrated from. Not a lot of northern Portuguese so I understand why it might be a, a new concept to some people. But I liked getting the messages from people saying that they, you know, it resonated with them. And then, of course, the comments just keep coming in about the Jewish, delicate, Jewish delicatessen that's opening in Pawtucket. And it's not opening until late spring, so you've got plenty of time. But people are excited for that, too.
Jason Sugarman, if you are listening, you should be already pl- planning location number two somewhere in New Bedford because people here locally cannot wait to have some of the things that you'll be offering there. So you can check out both of those stories at WBSM.com and on the app. Uh, right now, I have to take another break. We'll be back in a few moments. The local talk rolls on all... They didn't have a lot of hit songs. I think that was probably the biggest song they had. But it's not every day. They have a band that gets its name from the uh, call code for chips. You know when they they call the car over the uh, police radio? Seven Mary Three, Seven Mary Three. That's, That's where they got their name from. Dumb little things that are in my head that I have to share with you because I got to get them out of there somehow. 508-996-0500. 508-996-0500. Hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app if you want to do so. Uh, again, we're going to be joined by Jax Blaine in the next hour. We'll be turning on the light as we do each and every Monday. And we'll be talking about his column last week on the New Bedford City Council and whether or not their monthly get-togethers are um, a violation or a potential violation of the state's open meeting law. Now, the open meeting law is, it, it is a little bit gray in terms of, first of all, is it a quorum? Is it not a quorum? Uh, is Were they talking about business? Were they deliberating business? Was it advertised publicly? Did the public have access to it? All of these things are the reasons why when there are violations or, or potential violations, you never know how, when the investigations happen from the uh, attorney general's office, you never know how they're going to to shake out. You never know how they're going to work out. But I think that this is, this is a sign that there is something here um, some, some bit of a breakdown in the way that business is being done. I talked about it before. The, the The council doesn't seem to be getting along with the administration. The council doesn't seem to be getting along with the media. The council, in some cases, doesn't seem to be getting along with each other. There seems to be dysfunction here. And I can't just blame it on the council either because, well, I mean, they, they went after the administration. Council President Morad and Councilor Carney called out the administration for the way that the Development of State Pier was was handled, the the the, uh, the process to which that contract was awarded. 
we have the state delegation that's calling that into question as well, and the council seems to be siding with them. So what's 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 going on here? Why is there this lack of communication? Well, part of it is there's a lack of communication. Part of it is they don't talk to each other. And uh, it's been portrayed to us by by Council President Morad that uh, she has been or that the council has been in contact with the mayor's office. You know, when he comes in on Wednesday, we should probably ask him to, to give us some some details and some breakdown about that. Are they having regular discussions like they had hoped to have? And if so, is is information not being provided when asked for? You know, the mayor was here Wednesday. He said that that process of the state peer contract was was very open and public. And then it's something that had been going on for years, and all of a sudden it comes out and people act like they're surprised by it. Now, I know from covering it that it's been going on for years, so that's not news to me. We'll figure it all out, right? If not, you have to figure it all out coming up in the fall when it's time for you to choose who you're going to vote for. Uh, speaking of choose, you have a lot of places that you can choose when you're looking to get yourself some breakfast. Uh, but one of the easiest places to go, it's it's never a hard decision, is to go to Just Another Phoenix in Dartmouth. Because Just Another Phoenix has not only all your breakfast favorites, but they have innovative things that you won't find anywhere else. All kinds of great things on the special board every day. And what's great about it, too, is if you come up with an idea yourself, recommend it to them. If they can do it, they will do it. And you can get everything from cheese rolls. Uh, and, of course, uh, they have them stuffed with whatever you can imagine in there. Not only just regular and linguiça, they also have bacon, they have sausage, they have all kinds of things. Uh, but they have omelets that you never would have thought would work, but they do. They have different types of pancakes. They have different types of French toast, and it's all delicious. You want to find something different for breakfast, that's the place to go. Just another Phoenix. And if you can't stay in the restaurant, you know, maybe you've got a busy day. You know, maybe you're Jack Spillane. You've got to get over to WBSM by 11 o'clock. You don't have time to stop and have a full breakfast and sit down and do it. You can get your entire breakfast right through their drive through window. Where else can you do that? So check them out. Just another Phoenix. They're located on Fonz Corner Road in Dartmouth. And don't forget, Tuesdays, seniors get free coffee with their meal. That's Just Another Phoenix on Fonz Corner Road in Dartmouth. WBSM has teamed up with South Coast Health to help bring awareness to Heart Health Month. All month long, we are keeping you informed when it comes to heart disease. You can learn some heart-healthy tips. You can find out how to support heart research and find out how you can make a difference right now at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. And Heart Health Month on WBSM is brought to you by South Coast Health, more than medicine. And tomorrow, we will have a doctor from South Coast Health joining us to talk about heart health. We will talk about ways that you can keep your heart as great as it can be. That's one thing I'm very thankful for. You know, I've got my health problems. I'm not in the best shape, 
but my heart is strong, my heart is good, and uh, and I know the importance of that because without that, well, the rest of it's just not going to work so well either. So we'll talk more about that tomorrow, but of course, the conversation can continue uh, beyond just Heart Health Month as well. And those articles that we have up there, you know, the little link to them at the top might go away, but the articles never go away. You can always search WBSM Heart Health Month, and you'll always be able to find them. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.